You drive down I-80 and you pass In-N-Out Burger, you look to your right, there's a big um, uh, statue of a miner. You, you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the, that's the Sparks Museum. And uh, anyway, he used to volunteer there. And um, uh, he did it for, for many, many years. And he would give tours and so on and so forth. And uh, several years ago, I, I took a day and went down to see him. And, and uh, he gave me a tour. And, uh, but because I was his son, he gave me the tour. You, you know what I mean? And um, so <clears throat> if you knew my dad, my dad was a real history nut. Um, and uh, anyway, he took me upstairs of the museum, which for most people is off off. Um, off limits, yes. And uh, anyway, we went upstairs, and I saw something that, and I took a picture of it. Chris has got a picture of it, and and uh, th does anybody know what this is? Okay, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a wood floor. It's a a pine uh, a wood floor, and I when I went up. And was standing in this, it's a big, um, uh, like, banquet room, kind of, you know, it's just big open room. I, I, I saw this floor in this very, very old building, downtown Sparks, and I took this picture. As I stood and looked at this floor, I was in awe. And you think, you are really losing it. And as I stood there and looked at it, I thought, you know what? Each one of these marks has a story to tell. Each one of these marks on this floor represents somebody, does it not? And the more I stood there, you know, my dad's talking about stuff and I'm looking at the floor. And I started thinking about it. I thought, you know, how did these scratches get there? You know, I, I would imagine some of them were dragging chairs across the floor or tables or whatever because it's like a banquet room kind of thing. Women wearing high heels. Yeah, women wearing high heels. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and honestly, uh, we have wood floors in our house, and every once in a while I'll get a rock stuck in my shoe, and then I hear it going <laughs> across the floor, you know. And so, and, and the more I stood there and I thought about it, I thought, okay, this, there's a, I saw this really big scratch, okay? And if you, if you notice, it starts over here, it comes all the way over to here, and then all the way up and over and then back. And I thought, what in the world could have caused that? And then, and then, then I thought, you know, how many times have we tried to push something across the floor that's heavier than we should be pushing? You know, who knows? I, you know, nobody, you know, I don't have no, no clue how these marks got there. But each, each mark has a story. And I started wondering how many people come back to that building after having left a mark, coming over and going, oh, man, that mark is still there. 
Uh, probably not too many. <laughs> yeah. But the reality, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? I wonder how many people scratch the floor and don't even know it. Probably by far the majority of these marks were made by people that had no clue what they had done. And about now, you're probably wondering, pastor has lost his mind. <laughs> yes. That's what the business meeting's for. My point is this. We go throughout life making marks on the floor, if you would. Sometimes we know we make marks, and sometimes, most of the time, we don't realize the people that we affect and the lives that we touch. And as I, honestly, as I stood in this, in this big room and, and watched, it just kind of took it all in. I, 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 a flashback came to my mind of a verse in the Bible. I'm going to share it with you. Acts chapter 1. <clears throat> Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this time together. And Lord, as we just take a few minutes before the business meeting to look at your word, we ask that you would encourage us uh, in your word, that you challenge our thinking, and that you would help us to be more like you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to draw your attention to something that Jesus says here in verse 8. About halfway through, he says, ye shall be witnesses. You will be a witness. This, in the original language here, it is a, it's an emphatic statement that is an, it's a, it's an, in, in, in Greek, it's an, it's an imperative, futuristic statement. So it is, it's, it, 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 what Jesus is saying is, you are going to be a witness in the future. As we go through our lives, we are going to impact the lives of others. It is inevitable. You, you know, you, you might say, but I'm a nobody. No, we all impact people. And Jesus very clearly makes an emphatic statement, you are going to be a witness. The question becomes, what kind of a witness are you going to be? That's the question. The title of my, if you want to call it a message, if you're keeping notes, the title of my message this morning is, or this evening is, uh, Leaving Your Mark. Leaving your mark. As I, as I have read Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 many, many times in my life, I, I am always challenged with the idea of what kind of witness am I going to be? Because I'm going to be a witness. 
for Christ? Am I going to be a good witness or a bad witness? The choice is mine. Tony Dungy, one of my favorite football coaches of all times, uh, coached the Indianapolis Colts, said this, ultimately, character and its growth don't come from rules, but from small actions of responsibilities that occur day after day. So point one in my little sermonette this evening is grow up. Grow up. The church of Corinth, we're going to read here in in, uh, Corinthians here in just a minute. The church of Corinth was, for lack of better terms, a very carnal church. Fighting in the church, a lot of uh, just, just not a very strong, godly church. Very carnal, and and it was a, for lack of better terms, it was it was a thorn in Paul's flesh. And he 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 wrote uh, two letters to him, first and second Corinthians, trying to help them get their lives on track. They were immature, and they were content to stay that way. In fact, if you go throughout you know, our, our country and really around the world, you'll see you know, churches named for different uh, uh, New Testament churches, uh, but you very seldom see a, a Corinthian Baptist church or a Corinthian church. Why? Because nobody wants to be carnal. Let's see what Paul said to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 1 through 8. It says, And I count not, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you unto spiritual, but unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. And hitherto ye were uh, not able to bear it. They were not able to even drink milk spiritually. Neither uh, yet now are ye able, for ye are, are yet carnal. For whereas there is, is among you envy and strife and division, and ye are not, uh, uh, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another say, I am of Paulus, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who's Apollos? but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave every man. I have planted, Apollos has watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. I want to Draw your attention. Could you put verse 7 back up, please, Chris? Neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God giveth the increase. What was going on here in the Corinthian church was the fact that they were carnal. They had, they were so focused on, on men. They, they, within the church, you had this sect within the church that, hey, we're going to follow Paul. And this side of the church over here, well, we're going to follow Apollos. 
and, and the, the division. And well, Apollos is smarter than Paul, and Paul is, you know, and, and there was this conflict that was going on. And, and Paul very clearly says, hey, whoa, 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 stop, back the bus up. Paul, I, I watered and, and, and you know, I planted and, and a wall is watered, but it's God that gives the increase. In fact, he that planteth and he that watereth are nothing. It's all about God. Before the service started, well, before the, the preaching, I went back while everybody was shaking hands. And I asked Chris about the picture of the floor that I showed you, and he's like, what is it? <laughs> and he says, not only that, but this second slide, I don't, what is that? Go ahead and put it up, Chris. Thank you. This, this, if you've never seen this, this is the name of a company. I don't, I don't know anything about the company, but I love the logo. He is greater than I. The first time I saw this, I was, we were driving down 395 there in Reno, and I saw it on the back of a car, and I thought, what in the world is that? And it took me a few minutes, but then I finally figured it out. And I love the fact that the he is capitalized and the I is lowercase. Not, like I said, I know nothing about this company, but they got that right. It may be a horrible company. I don't know. I don't even know what they make. But I love the logo. Because what is Paul saying here? Paul is saying he is greater than I am. Paul, or In John chapter 3 and verse 30, the Bible says, He must increase, but I must decrease. <coughs> the truth is, the, true, the, 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 the church at Corinth left a mark on the floor. What kind of a mark did the church at Corinth leave in the, in the, in the history of our world? Not the greatest. <laughs> okay, but they left a mark. They left a mark. And I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? The church of Philadelphia left a mark as well. What did the church of Philadelphia leave? A big enough mark that a whole city is named after it. After Actually, you travel around the country, there are actually several Philadelphias. Why? What does Philadelphia mean? Brotherly love. And they left that mark in the, in the annals of history, but they left a mark. And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what? The church at Laodicea left a mark. Not a good one. And the reality is this, you and I, whether we like it or not, are going to leave a mark on the floor of life, if you would. Some of us are going to be long, deep scratches, <laughs> you know. Some of them are going to be little teeny tiny nicks, but all of us are going to leave a mark. And the question is, what kind of a mark are you going to leave? I started thinking about people in the Bible that left marks. 
in history. David is one that left a huge mark in history. Peter, another one. I love Peter. How about Judas? He definitely left the mark. Moses. Big mark. What about Samson? See, everybody's going to leave a mark. What are you going to what kind of mark are you going to leave? So first thing we need to do is grow up. The second thing we need to do is clean up. And I'm almost done, I promise. Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 and 26. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortions, extortion in excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within, that the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. And I love what Jesus says here. You know what? The hypocrites, or the, 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 the Pharisees and the scribes, they got it all wrong. They were so consumed with the outside and what people saw and keeping the law and doing all of the religious activities of the Jews. But they didn't bother to work on the inside. And Jesus says, you know, work on the inside first. It reminds me of <clears throat> the way some people cook. You think, What? And I don't know about you, but I love to eat. It's probably obvious. But I love to eat. I love to eat food that tastes good. I really don't care what it looks like. I want I just as long as it tastes good. And there may be somebody out there going, Oh, if it doesn't look good, I ain't eating it. Well, that's the problem. I just I just eat everything. But honestly, wouldn't you rather have a delicious piece of apple pie that maybe didn't quite turn out just like the person who was making it wanted it to, but it tastes really, really good? Or would you rather have a really pretty piece of apple pie that tastes like cardboard? No. Honestly, that's how many of us live our lives. We go through the motions. We come to church. We, we, we give our money on a plate. We do, the, we do the things that make everybody think that we are what we're not. But God says, it's the inside that matters. I don't put a lot of store and New Year's resolutions I never have. But I do put a lot of store in changed lives. This evening, the challenge is really pretty simple. You want to put that picture back up, Chris, please? <clears throat> You're going to leave a mark in life. You're going to do it. The Bible says we are all going to leave a mark. 
my challenge to us tonight is what? Let's grow up, clean up, so that we can leave a really awesome mark for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the work you do in our lives. And Lord, we ask as we move into our business meeting that you would bless this time, that we would have one mind, and that would be your mind. Help us, dear God, to walk with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.